Welcome, 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 everyone, to another episode of Creating Impact. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Today is going to be a very, very special. Um, all of all of the episodes, you know, are special. But man, this one is going to hit because I I call it Doctor J. You know, just play uh, on the 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 goat. But man, I have someone with me today that I know y'all just going to love, and so we're just going to jump right into it. I want everyone to put your hands, clap them, jump, do what you do, dance. <laughs> but welcome to the show, everybody. Dr. Joan Wright Good. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dr. Joan, my Dr. Yeah. J, how you doing? I am well. Um, I cannot complain at all. At all. I love it. So I'm going to set it up, y'all. How how me and Dr. J actually met. I was doing some work uh, for a client and we were traveling together and I met her sister and her mom and it was instant. That, that was fam. Like that was, it was like so instant how we just, I mean, they're just good people. You know, when you know good people. And then uh, got a chance to meet Dr. John. And I'll let you tell that when you, when you, you know, explain to, or, you know, share with everybody who you are, but it's just some people in this world, when you talk to them, you could feel the depthness and you just know it's going to be something special. Like you, you just know. And so uh, that was like at the very beginning. And so I'm, that's again, why I'm so excited to have you here and just go through, you know, the way you show up now, because I just think it's amazing. But, you know, I know you, you know, but before then, go ahead and just share about <laughs> who you are, you know, as you see. Of course I will. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your platform. I really do appreciate it. And I value your people who are going to be listening and watching and uh, taking notes. Um, well, who is Dr. J? So I like to say that I'm, I'm the poverty breaker in my family, right? I have gone from sleeping on the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. I've gone from orphanage to the White House to um, breaking curses to helping um, thousands of like-minded entrepreneurs to launch their businesses to create wealth and not just wealth but to create health in their relationships and their homes because there is no wealth without health um, you know as you know <laughs> as you know, if you're not healthy, then, you know, what good is the wealth? I think um, health is the first form of wealth. Uh, your mind has to be health healthy in, on, in, in order to understand well. So um, that's who I am. I was born in Kingston, Jamaica in the 70s. I won't say when. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to. You ain't got to. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the age of four uh, years old, I was lifted from the street. I woke up one night and my mom was not home. She um, was admitted in the hospital having my brother. And um, I left home trying to find my mother. Obviously, I was a toddler. And I left the house naked and was wandering on the streets and was picked up by the police and sent to a home um, in the country. And um, growing up in that orphanage was um, some of the worst times. And then when my mom found out where I was, she stole me and sent me to stay with a relative. Um, I often say sometimes we do things and we believe um, that it's the best thing. And sometimes it's not, but 
out of everything negative, God will take something and make positive. So uh, when she sent me to this place in Trelawney, um, I was the only child there. I was erected from my home where I had siblings and I was taken like a thief to this place where I faced a lot of rejection. I was the only kid there that looked like I looked, sounded like I sounded. And um, it was just downhill from there. Um, I struggled with mental illness at an early age because I was sexually assaulted at the age of 11 by an adult teacher. And um, instead of getting help from me, it was a church community. So what they did was they tried to exercise a demon out of me, which didn't work. Because mm, yeah. you know, well, no you demon know. in you. Yeah, well, that's no, why no. I didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sick and needed help. And so no one knew how to deal with that situation. Fast forward, they sent me back to my mother who was not expecting me to come back home. So, you know, you guessed it right. There was nowhere for me to stay, uh, to do anything. So I was out of school um, for about a year and a half before actually going to high school because there was no place for me to stay. So I became like the Cinderella of the family. You know, you sleep wherever, you do all the chores. Nobody expected you to be here, you know, you don't have a daddy. Who's your daddy? Nobody. You know, a, a lot of stuff, a lot of rejection and abandonment that I grew up with. Fast forward, all of that um, kind of prepared the bedrock for the young adult that I would become. I dropped out of high school when I eventually got into school. I dropped out at the age of 17, got pregnant, was kicked out of my home and was told never to come back. And so I was wandering, a wandering teen at the age of 17, pregnant, nowhere to sleep, nowhere to go, no family, no nothing, right? And um, I think that was when uh, I, I saw life for what it was. If you don't make life for what it is, then you'll become a has-been, you'll become a was. And I decided that, you know what, I'm not my mistake. I'm not, um, I, I don't have to perpetuate what has happened to me. And, you know, fast forward, um, I had my baby, went back to school, got my diploma, got a first degree, did a law degree, did a master's, did a doctorate. And now I'm helping people uh, to realize that they're not their mistakes. They're more than their mistakes. They're not the abandonment that happened to them or the rejection that happened to them. And you can take all of this and not only help others to um, live a better life, but you can use what was supposed to kill you to thrive on that. Oh, I love that. I love I love everything about that because the when I talk about it or I explain it through my words, I I remember the day mm -hmm. it no longer made sense for me to use my story against me. There you like, go. You know, like I, I couldn't change it. Yes. You know, it was nothing I could do about it. Now it happened. Right. right. And I, I remember feeling like, well. If I make this work for me, I'm, I'm going to somehow be cheating myself out of holding on to that pain. Like, I don't know. It just felt weird to to make the jump to go, wait, if if I can't change anything about this mm -hmm. other than stop beating myself up with it, that would have been enough. There but, you go. but I realized I could actually use this. And that's when I started saying like, oh, the only game everybody's playing is stay alive. We only just yeah. trying to stay alive. Well, where I grew up, 18 wasn't promised. I made 18. Wow. Yes, that came with a couple fights. That came with a little gang banging here. That came with some drug selling. It, absolutely. 
in a very mm-hmm. squirmish way. I wasn't Hall of Fame or a gang member. You know, I, I just did enough <laughs> so I didn't have to fight every day. I had a crew, you know, just enough. But I was a mama boy. My mom be in my butt if if something was wrong like that. You know, so I, I still had that. But even when I went into the military, making it through the deployments, whatever the case, it was like, yeah, all of that happened. But if the game is staying alive, then that means I'm kind of strong in this thing. You, are. you know, that, that means I'm kind of actually my story is just reminding me how resilient I am, actually. Oh, there you go. I get- I've often, <laughs> you know, I've, I've often say to people that we are, are we are one story away from surviving. Um, it, it's so important for us to understand that things that happen to us, it happened for us. Mm-hmm. When you realize that it happened for you, then you will realize the purpose of why it happened. You know, everybody wants to be big and great and all these things, but nobody really wants to go through anything. And then when we go through, we don't see clarity. You know, I don't know, have you ever seen somebody driving, they're trying to find somewhere and, you know, either they don't have a GPS or they don't know where they're going. And so you're driving behind them and because they don't have clarity, then they're causing all kinds of confusion on the road. When you lack clarity of vision, clarity of purpose and clarity of journey, that's when you hide from your story. My story was what actually um, started the journey for me to be on the path that I'm on. Um, One day I just decided to stop hiding behind my story because my story was, I I chose my spouses based on my story. I chose business partners based on my story. Mm. I chose people because I wanted to hide from my story. And so I wasn't living the life that I was purposed to live. But the day when I said, you know what, I'm going to tell my story. It made all the difference. Did you know that I started getting my healing? My healing process mm-hmm. started when I told my story. Yeah. And then I was placed on a platform to tell the story. Then I started earning from the story. Then I wrote a book from the story. So everything catapulted when I decided to stop hiding from my story. Yeah, that, I, I, I love it. <laughs> Again, I mean, I, I love everything about it because it's what I what I love is that you having lived your life the way you've done and I've lived mine, but the the way we've come to understanding the same things. Yes. Like all of that. People say, man, like, bro, you have been through so much. How do you still smile? I was like, no, given what I've been through, I ain't got no choice but to smile. Like you don't even, you don't even understand the gratitude I got for being here. That's how I look at this thing, you know? Um, so kind of help me with this then you, you start telling the story, your mind starts healing. How did it come that, that you wanted to start your own business? You CEO, you run, it's a publishing company, you helping entrepreneurs, you know, do their brand. How did that all come about? Well, so it's very easy. Um, again, go back to my story. I remember, um, in my first book, I, I wrote this thing. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school, you know, the question would always be asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying fireman, doctor, nurse, all those good things. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I wanted to be an ambassador. 
I don't even know if I understood what that word meant. It just came out and I just started rolling with it. And I just felt like it, it, it was an important thing. Uh, fast forward years later, I would not know that I would become the ambassador of several things, you know, um, not just in ministry, but even in um, the, the, the workplace and with entrepreneurship. So I consider myself an ambassador, someone who um, has suffered the cost of becoming who I am so that I can help other people circumvent that process, right? That's 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 what an ambassador does. You represent um, a people, a place, a country, a culture, right? Um, so when again, when I realized the purpose of me having gone through all that I went through and the, the, the real reason behind it is to help people because everything in business is people-centered. If you're doing something, money is a byproduct of what we do. You know, if you're going to do it for the money, then it's not going to last. When you realize that your sole purpose is to serve and when you serve at your highest, you're serving, you're really serving God because he has called us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So when you serve people, you're literally serving him. And so when I found out how dope it was to serve people, that was where that was how I ended where the money resides. So like I told you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did my first book and um, in that weekend, and by the way, let me tell you this, because I, I just launched um, a 24 hour author workshop and somebody's saying 24 hours on my yeah, I can show you how to become an author in 24 hours. I became an author in just one weekend. I decided to write my story. And at first it was like writing a diary. And then I had somebody re read it and they were like, this is a book right mm. and what that one week in between Friday and Sunday, it was completed, right? And then the rest is history. Somebody got wind of it and um, they asked me to do an interview on TV. I did one interview. So the book came out like the Monday. I did the interview uh, the Tuesday and the book was sold out that entire week. Nobody could find the book. Everybody kept asking me. I went to the store, I couldn't find the book. And so there was a woman's retreat happening in the other side of the country. And um, the, the person who was hosting the event asked me to come and speak to the ladies I was like fine I was just going she said you know I want you to share on your book I went there first of all I didn't know that there would be so many women there second of all they were all women in leadership but it was a safe space for them because as you know women leading women we often believe that we're the only ones going through whatever we're going through because we're yeah. leading at level and so we don't trust people but that was a safe space and when I told my story literally every I in the room was wet. Like everybody was just boohoo crying because they could not believe that um, one person, first of all, could have gone through all of this. Because I mean, my story—I I just gave you a very abbreviated version. Um, but they saw themselves in so many different parts of the story, and so for them, that was hope. And and not only hope, that the the, the bravery it took. Because when I wrote my book, I was going against the grid. I was in an abusive marriage and um, the last time my husband abused me, it was almost a murder-suicide. He left a suicide note. Um, then he went driving. Nobody could find him. So the fact that that was still, um, you know, I survived, that was still over my head because he was a former gang leader. So I was going against everything. We were in the church. So people don't tell their business in the church. I'm going back 14, 15 years. Yeah. So um so that alone. So when after the event, she gave me a check for twenty five hundred. I'm like, 
people get paid to speak? <laughs> that was when I yes, we do. <laughs> that was, this was 15 years ago. That was when I realized I was on to something. Yeah. I often Rob, if you don't know your purpose, it's easy. Anytime people are willing to pay you for something that you consider mundane, anytime people are asking you a whole bunch of questions about the same topic, they see you as an expert. Go and find the solution for the problem, the, the, um, the answers for the question, and create a business or a brand around that. And that was what I did. I um, became a speaker from that initial um, offset. Then I um, wrote a second book and people were asking me, how do you write books? How do you do this? So I started a publishing company. And then after the publishing company, I started um, because people now wanted marketing and I was great at that. That's what I did in my former life. I was a marketer and a music manager. And so I created the business, business, yeah, business startup and marketing solutions. Um, And then I realized that a a lot of times we couldn't get them in the Forbes and the other magazines. So we created a magazine. So everything came out of a question or a need that was already present. And when I did that and started to leverage each business was when I made my first million. And when I made my first million, then the rest was rinse and repeat. <laughs> rinse and repeat. <laughs> Ask more questions, provide more answers. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I think yes. there's a few things. There's a few things I want to jump on. Okay. It, it, the passion behind your voice. Like it, there is, I hear the words, yes. right? And even, even when you just said a million dollars, right? I heard a million dollars, but but I heard some behind your voice. Yeah. That was a lot more than I would get with a million dollars. That's what I, what's that? What's that, Joan? Like, it's, I mean, again, even when you were just saying the process of it. Yeah, I heard the words, but it, it's something that's on your words that just hits a little bit differently. That's what I, what is that? It's the gratitude for being alive. It's, it's, it's that gratitude of surviving against all odds. And the fact that, you know, God has given me this passion and I realize it's not just about me. I believe that everything that I've gone through is to show somebody that, look, you've read all these books, you've heard all these stories, seen all these fiction stuff, read the Bible, all these movies that you've gone to. And, you know, we celebrate these people, but they are you. They're you. You can do the same thing. You know, you have survived. Why aren't you celebrating you? So my purpose is to show people that, yeah, you've gone through this, but you you have overcome. You overcame for a reason. Why don't you celebrate what you're gifted with, what you're talented with? Why do we spend money to make other people wealthy, not realizing that you can take that same money and invest it in yourself and make yourself wealthy? You see, there are three kinds of people that we know. There's the poor, the middle class, and the rich, right? Most poor people just believe that if they work, okay, you know, I'm all paid in bills. Um, let me go buy this food and do this all over again tomorrow. Wealth, most wealthy people, they, yeah, they get their money and they buy things and invest in things to impress the rich. But the rich always make their money work for them. When are we going to get from the place where we realize that our purpose is to first provide for your own family, 
not for others. The Bible talks about that in Proverbs. Provide for your own family. How are you going to do that? You have to break all these curses. You have to realize that you can't be like mom and dad. Okay, you have to make a difference. Okay, um, then you have to make sure that you set up your children so your children don't become mom and dad. How do you do that? You set up businesses, LLCs for your kids. You make sure that you have trust funds for them. You know, this this is this isn't, some, isn't something that only the rich do anymore. There's information out there for everybody. Information is out there for everybody. What are we going to do with the information? I think with the influx of all these, you know, new things of TikToks and everything. People are getting a lot of information, but there's there are not enough people to show them how. So everybody have a why, but they are not having enough people to show them the how. And I pride myself in showing people how we can come out of this. How it's, you know, every year we celebrate Martin Luther King and all these people, and we talk about I have a dream. It's time for us to live the dream. Too many of us have dreams that we're not living out. And we all have the wherewithal to live out the dreams that we are, we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That I, that I can connect with that power behind the way you're showing up. Um, I think it's just extraordinary. It's, um, it's going to be impactful. And it's, it's the reason I did this show. Like, it's the reason I did this show, because, again, having my own troubles, my dark years coming out of it. And really, somebody told me the other day, I was at a conference in London, and they said, I think I got the perfect way to describe you, Rob. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when somebody say that, you're like, wait, what? You know, you're like, what? They said, I feel like you're just in love with God. And you just go on and live your life with that. Like they just like, like you so in love with God that you see God everywhere. And so for you, everything is always like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, exactly. Facts. I can look at when I look at my mentor, it's a direct reflection. God loved me because his voice was his, his voice was in my ear when I needed it most. Yeah. You know, when I'm when I'm talking to my father, who I didn't grow up with, you know, our relationship wasn't the best because I was a young, stubborn kid. And he was a he was a young when he had me in a sense, too. So he was still finding his way to him right. being the most important male in my life. Like my dad is my dude. Like, you know, that's my guy. Right. <laughs> um, those type things. It's mm-hmm. like all of that is possible no matter what it was you went through before, like all of that is possible, you know, and when you have people out there creating impact who are willing to share stories like yourself, you're right. I remember growing up in the church and you don't tell your business, you know, (laughs) but you need help though, right? You you need help, help, but you can't ask for help because then everybody going to know your business. So how is this system going to help me, man? Exactly. Because you can't heal what you're unwilling to face. Yeah. You can, you know. Um, so, but, you know, to piggyback on what you said, how the person described you, I would describe you the same, um, you know, passionate about who you are and what you do. Um, I, I will never forget, never forget um, um, this year when I lost my husband in January and um, you know how you reached out and uh, offered a couple of steps, and and you know with, with the programs that you used to help your clients, and how helpful that was for me. Um, it was almost as if um, 
you stood in the gap where I needed a big brother or um, I should not say big because I don't know your age, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in the 70s too. We ain't got to say the year. So yeah, let's just go with that. (laughs) Yeah, you you stood in that gap. And um, I was even, you know, sharing with my sister how some of the messages helped me and how thoughtful you were. And so I really need to give you your flowers and to just, um, you know, tack on my little two cents to what that person said. Um, in that moment, I saw God in your messages. So I just wanted to publicly say thanks. Mm, thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, speaking of sissy, uh, <laughs> that was my surprise for you. I, I texted her last night and I said, uh, I said, hey, big hugs to mama, then hug me, me. Uh, quick question. Tell me one thing you love about Joan. Why? So she go, who asked you? I was like, stop, give me the, give me the goods. Give me the goods. You probably think you're, you should probably thought you were trying to hook me up with somebody because that's uh, <laughs> all the time, all the time. She says, I love everything about her. She's Aww. unique, truly one in a million. She's calm. She's loyal. She's independent. Mm-hmm. She's loving. Mm-hmm. She's strong. And she's kind. Oh, that's my sissy. I yeah. love her. <laughs> so that's, what, that's what she said last night. Um, and I, I wanted to share that. And I, I feel the same. It's, yeah. it's been an extreme <laughs> blessing to, to get to know you and, and, um, <laughs> to continue watching you create impact and and we'll do something together soon one day like it's, it's bound to happen family business right right <laughs> but i i do want to open it up to you um again just just thank you for being just an extraordinary demonstration of god's love for us um in your and walking in the way that you walk uh, I just want to open it up to you for any last comments that you want to send everybody on. And you can also let them know where to find you. I'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. But um, yeah, Doc, let them, let them have that you. <laughs> um, well, what I want to say to your listeners is um, don't be lazy with your purpose. Don't be lazy with your purpose. Um, I want you to dig deep and to find out why it is that you were created. So many people are doing things, going to jobs, you know, just going around the mulberry bush uh, because they're taught that that's the way to do it. But have you ever looked outside of yourself to unlearn some of the things that we've been taught? Because a lot of times what we've been taught is wrong teaching and so you have to get back to your core you know who are you what were you created to do and from that from your purpose your passion will 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 come forth and you know I've heard a lot of people talk about you know you should profit from your passion but I'd like to interject right there and say now you found your purpose and your passion has been ignited now you want to make sure that you Um, sharpen your skill set. I said recently that your purpose or your passion alone won't make you profit. It won't make you sustainable profit, right? Because if you don't have character, if you don't have consistency, and if you don't have clarity, then it doesn't matter how well you do hair. If you can't show up consistently, if you don't give the client what they're asking for, if your skill set is off, you will become obsolete. And when you become, when you become, the thing is that when you become obsolete, sorry, 
you're easily replaceable by your competition, right? You want to make sure that you don't have competition. You want to make sure that you are the go-to person wherever you are, wherever you stand, wherever you speak. Become the go-to of your career, of your industry, of your purpose. Um, so I'll say find that purpose, find the passion, but add consistency, clarity, and sharpen your skill set. And at the end of the day, know that whatever you went through, it didn't happen to you, it happened for you. So go ahead and use your story because your story will help people. It will be told for generations to come if you tell it and don't allow other people to tell it for you. Mm. Call that the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and where can they find you? Where? Oh, yeah. where? Yes. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Joan Wright Good. That's my maiden, maiden and married name, Joan Wright Good. Um, I'm on Facebook as doctor. So you have to put the DR before the J-O-A-N because I may, I will, probably won't pop up if you just put Joan Wright Good. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Joan Wright Good and every other platform, just type Joan Wright Good. Um, you can Google me as well. There's, you know, several different ways to get to me and to see some of the services that I offer, some of the people that I've helped, um, some of the businesses that I've gotten marketing and branding and visibility on the media and other platform. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.